1: Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdeli, Director of Teach All Nations Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On the Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead
0: by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. It's one thing to hear the truth of God, and it's another thing to understand and apply it. In today's program, we're going to have such truth revealed to us through the parable of the sower explained. Our series is entitled, The Kingly Messiah, Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. Here we've got the parable of the sower, and Jesus is going to explain it in Matthew chapter 13, verses 13 to 23. Now that's 11 verses, And there's a whole lot of truth to be found in these 11 verses. But we will do what we can at the time allotted. Because, after all, this is not just anybody's words. These are God's words. In fact, they're the words of Jesus Christ himself. And if you have a red-letter Bible, this particular lesson will all be in red. For it's Jesus himself speaking. Let me focus on the very last verse of this segment. That's Matthew thirteen twenty-three. He's explaining the meaning of the parable of the sower. And it says here, But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that beareth the word, and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth, some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. All right. All right. So, in other words, a person hears the word of God and understands it. Now, if they understand it, it's implicit that they're going to obey it. Because to understand and not to obey is the height of folly. It's a disaster. It's like building your house on the sand rather than on the rock. And you will be absolutely vulnerable to all the uncertainties of life. So let's examine this a little bit more. Jesus is going to speak to the multitudes only in parables. And he'll explain his reasons because it is a fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. And then Jesus goes on to say, blessed are your eyes, speaking to his disciples. And friends, remember that the only homework assignment God ever gave the church is called the Great Commission found in Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20. And in the Great Commission, the goal of the church worldwide is not to make converts, not just to get decisions, not just to put bottoms on seats in congregations. The goal of the Great Commission is to raise up disciples, people who are followers of Jesus, that follow him with all their heart, All of the time. Now, to people who are true followers of Jesus, the biblical Jesus, the Jesus as quickened by the Holy Spirit, the Jesus that is worshiped and served by the small o Orthodox Church, meaning the church that believes in right doctrine, that Jesus is worth following and that Jesus is going to bless you. And he blessed the disciples and said, Your eyes are blessed because you see things that many a righteous person would have loved to have seen but never did. And then he explains the parable of the sower from Matthew 13, verse 18 and onward. He explains what it means to be seed that falls by the wayside or seed that falls in the the stony places, the shallow places. He explains what it means to have seed that falls among the thorns. And then he explains what it means to be seed that is planted in good soil. All of that is great, but let's remember, ultimately, God has invested everything in your life. He has given you of his very best. He's given you this planet to live, the air to breathe, the water to drink. He has given you the Word of God, the Bible. This is the most precious gift we've got in tangible form. Obviously, there are gifts like The Holy Spirit and salvation that are invisible but very real. He's given us His Son. In other words, God gives us His very, very best. The least we can do is to offer God our best in return. We're now going to read the entire segment of Matthew chapter 13, verses 13 to 23. Our lesson is called Parable of the Sower Explained. And the reference, again, is Matthew 13, verses 13 to 23. Let's listen carefully, because this is God's word. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing, see not, and hearing, hear not. Neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Hear ye, therefore, the parable of the sower. When any one heareth the word of the kingdom, and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and a nun with joy receiveth it. Yet hath he not root in himself, but doeth for a while. But when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. He also that received seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and the care of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. But he that received seed, Into the good ground is he that heareth the word, and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Our reading is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 13 to 23. Our lesson is called Parable of the Sower Explained. This is an important lesson, so let's hear carefully. Jesus has gone from confronting opponents to sitting in a boat on the shore or near the shore of Capernaum, teaching parables to the multitudes. He had just told the simple foundational parable of the sower. Remember, a man sowed seed. It either fell among the wayside, the stony places, the thorns, or the good ground. Four options. While it was not hard to understand, in fact, It was disarmingly simple, yet his disciples wanted to find out what was the real meaning behind the parable. Christ was about to share it with them. First, he tells them that the multitudes, who were not given the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, only hear things via parables. This means they will see, but they actually won't see. They will hear, but they will be deaf. As mentioned, parables obscure truth, to the uninitiated. However, it is possible for parables to clarify things to the initiated when we understand what the parables are about. They're talking about not just an invisible kingdom called Kingdom of Heaven, but they're talking about a king, namely the king that was telling the parables to begin with. That's Jesus. So, in verses 14 and 15 of Matthew 13, Jesus is quoting the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. Isaiah 6, 9 and 10. Now, true to form, Matthew shows another example of Jesus, the Messiah, fulfilling prophecy. The unspiritual people will hear, but not understand. See, but they won't proceed. Why? It has to do with the condition of their hearts. It's not God's fault here. Please understand that it is their fault because they are so blessed to have God communicating with them and revealing his truth, but they don't get it. It's not because they can't. It's really because they won't. Their hearts are waxed gross. Their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes are closed. Now, have you ever dealt that way with people, even people in church? They're just not Open minds are closed, hearts are closed, ears are closed. Look, we've all been in that boat, all of us. And there comes a point where we have to see that being closed off from that which is godly and righteous is deadly. We don't dare cut ourselves off from the source of life, which is the Lord himself. And we should not, under any circumstance, cut ourselves off from people who God has sent our way. They may not look like our choice. They may not feel like, smell like, whatever. But if God sends them, they better be received. Because if you don't receive them, you're not just rejecting them. You're rejecting God who sent them. And Jesus says this in another part of the gospel. So what we need to see is prophecy is fulfilled by Jesus in telling of parables And he's fulfilling Matthew, or actually Isaiah, chapter 6, 9 to 10, through the gospel of Matthew. If these people whose hearts are closed, ears are closed, eyes are closed, then if they weren't closed, they would see, they would hear, their hearts would understand, they would be converted, and then they would be healed. Now remember... When Jesus is telling us all this, it comes right after chapter 12 of Matthew, which is about Christ's growing opposition. And the words that Isaiah speaks here fit Jesus' opponents to a T. Absolutely. So he's dealing with, in a sense, two types of people, those that are open and those that are closed. And to those that are open, they get to enjoy the full bounty of the kingdom. To those that are closed, they miss out on everything. Verse 16 of Matthew 13, Blessed are your eyes. Jesus turns his attention onto his own disciples. These men wisely said yes when Jesus called them and have faithfully followed him wherever he went. So their eyes are called blessed because they actually see. They see the miracles. They see the healings. They see the demons cast out. They see the dead raised. And, of course, their ears hear words of life coming from the Master himself. They are blessed. So just being in the presence of Jesus is a blessing, full stop. And the good news is, friends, even though Jesus is at the right hand of God now, we can still enjoy his presence, courtesy of the Holy Spirit, as one high-profile Christian leader said, I have certain acclaim and recognition in my ministry, but I will trade all that away just to be in God's presence. I'd rather have God's presence than earthly fame or fortune any Verse 17, the Lord explains that the things that are seen and heard by his followers would have been welcome by many a prophet and many a righteous man of yesteryear. They neither saw nor heard these things, though they waited for them, according to Hebrews 11, 39, and 40. Listen to the parable of the sower, Matthew 13, verse 18. Jesus is about to explain this foundational parable, and of course he will make it plain and simple. Verse 19, wayside seed explains, when some hear God's kingdom, and the word of the kingdom, but do not understand. It is because the devil steals the word that was stolen in their heart. This is what happens to the seed that falls by the wayside. Well, then we've got the seed that falls in the stony place. Now, the person who hears the word of the kingdom, they receive it, and they even receive it with joy. So far, so good. But the problem is, they are shallow. And the seed that they have received bears no root. So after a while, when tribulation or persecution arises because of God's word, the stony place person stumbles. They become offended. Now please, let's clarify here. Just because you say yes to the gospel of Christ, and now you're connected rightly to God, your sins are forgiven, you have the gift of eternal life, you are born again, It doesn't mean you'll never have any problems. We still are in a fallen world where bad things happen to good people. It's not the end of the world, although the end of the world is coming, and a new world, a much better world, is taking its place. So in the meantime, if we are misunderstood, rejected, spoken against because we stand for Jesus, are we going to keep standing or are we going to stumble, deny, and return or retreat back to the world. These are the people of the stony soil. They become offended. They stumble. They trip. They build up walls. They become closed again, rather than remaining open to God, His Spirit, His Word, and His people. And then there's the thorny soil seed. These are the people that heard the Word, but the cares and distractions of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things choke the word of God in their hearts, and therefore it cannot bear any fruit. Vanity, vanity. Well, that leads us to the last type of soil, Matthew 13:23. The good soil. Any seed that falls in the good soil is a winning combination. Remember, the seed is God's word, so the seed is good in and of itself. No problem with the seed. The problems with the soil. It's the problems with the individual. And we have a choice, friends, what kind of soil will be. So when it falls on the good soil, that means they hear and understand the word and they bear 160 and 30 fold fruit. Please note, God wants us to bear fruit. You can read that in John chapter 15. He wants us to bear much fruit. And the good thing is we don't have to actually labor to bear fruit. We just have to abide in the vine. Whoever abides in the vine will bear fruit. Without that, we're in trouble. But good news is, just follow Jesus, and fruit will come automatically. Now, our lesson is called The Parable of the Sower Explained. And our lesson for life is this. In order to be a fruit-bearing disciple, it is important to hear and understand God's Word. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter. We want to prepare you for the future with articles about the Bible, victorious Christian living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you do help us to understand the truths of your kingdom the truth about yourself and of the gospel and of Jesus. And Lord, help us never to be closed like some kind of crab's claw. Help us to be opened like flowers in the springtime sun so that we can blossom, so we can bear fruit, so we can bring honor to your name, and so we and others can be blessed. Through Christ the Lord we pray.